Welcome to Refreshingly Human, a podcast from CRS Data's MLS Tax Suite. In this podcast, we're talking to real estate agents about real challenges, their successes, and the topics that keep them up at night. We're a bunch of data nerds, so we'll throw in some tech discussion for good measure. Join us as we get refreshingly human with our guests. Here we go. So I am here today with Ryan Levinson. He has done some impressive work in Knoxville, Tennessee. Ryan, in addition to being a third-generation real estate agent, you serve on the board for the Knoxville Area Association of Realtors, and you were named Knoxville Realtor of the Year by the association in 2019. You also own and manage the Knoxville Remax Preferred Properties franchise. Anything else our listeners need to know about you? <laughs> I don't think so. I mean, surely we can add some other stuff on there, but uh, no, that, that I think that's a pretty good intro. Excellent. Will you share some more about your early professional career? Where'd you start? How'd you start? I assume it was part of the family. (laughs) It was. It was. So I always joke around that, um, you know, I could have done anything in the world that I wanted to do as long as it was sold real estate in Knoxville, Tennessee. Both my parents are in real estate. My grandfather had one of the first real estate firms around here. And then my dad bought it from him a while ago, a long time ago. And then about seven years ago, I bought the firm from my dad. So it's been in the family a long time, but I, you know, my, my background is um, international business is what I studied in college and construction. So I've kind of been around this industry my entire life banging around in the back seat of my mom's car on the way to open houses. <laughs> yeah, so. I bet. Are your parents still? <clears throat> my dad is one foot into retirement right yeah. now. Um, and my mom, uh, she, she, she is, she's still, she's still a practitioner. That's awesome. Yeah. So you've lived through both the great recession and now the pandemic as a realtor. Are there any parallels you can draw? And if not, what are some really noticeable differences also? So yes, my first year in real estate was was the recession, was the first year of the recession, and I made like nine hundred and sixty dollars. <laughs> great that time year. to start. <laughs> great time. I, I think the biggest parallel that I could draw is just the pure uncertainty um, that both the recession and the pandemic has brought. Is is no one really? There's no crystal ball to real estate, right? Like everyone, everyone comes to me and asks, like, you know, when's the bubble going to pop? You know, when when's the market going to get better? And truly, no one knows because if they did, they could do things to predict, you know, how to stop it. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think the biggest part was the uncertainty. You know, it was caused by two different things. I mean, the pandemic obviously is the pandemic, but you know, the 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 recession was mainly fueled by subprime mortgages. Um, so. You know, it was. It, it's hard to draw a correlation between the two because the catalysts were totally different. Um, I can I can tell you thousands of differences. Um, one being, you know, uh, bo- both being that there was an inventory crisis. You know, in the in the recession, the the inventory was extremely high, and there weren't very many buyers, which pushes price down. Simple economics. Um, in the uh, in, in the pandemic, and currently. Um, as you probably know, uh, if anyone's trying to buy a house right now, is there's no inventory and a ton of buyers, which makes stuff very expensive. And you know everything's under multiple offers right now. And you know, and I, and I hate to think of it as a bubble, but I don't know how long a market can you know persist like this. So one thing to keep in mind is real estate is cyclical. You know, I mean, we can we can sit here and be worried about you know is it going to burst? Is it going to boom? Are we going to be in a recession? Well, sure, but you know it'll probably come back. You know, so. Um, I think I think the biggest similarity being the uncertainty, the biggest difference being, you know, the market's awesome right now. And in the, in the recession, <laughs> it was not. Not quite so much. Not so much. You couldn't 
pay people to buy houses. So, Do you um, think the current housing market is directly correlated to the pandemic? Like, do you think it no. caused it? No, I, I mean, I, that, that's too hard to say, but I, yeah. I really think that it was pent up. It was bound to happen. You know, like it's been a pretty steady market coming into the pandemic. Honestly, I don't know what would cause this, but I can tell you, you know, it's very market specific. You know, the, the, the pandemic has caused our market to be very good, whereas other markets aren't as good because yeah. you're getting a huge influx of people from California and Colorado and all that in response to how California treated the pandemic. You know, I mean, I've had a lady come and and be like, hey, uh, you know, I got to get out of California. I'm a prisoner in my own house, you know, here in Tennessee. You guys don't even know there's a pandemic. You know, I I went to Blount (laughs) County and no one was wearing a mask. And I'm like, yeah, I mean, you know, so so it has definitely fueled our market. I mean, so many people are coming from the West and from, you know, crowded cities and coming to crowd our own city, Um, you know, so. I, I think that that has a lot to do with why the market is so good, you know, here and, and, and in a lot of places that are highly desirable to live. But there is a huge flight out of the Californias and, and the Northeast, you know, to the South right now. I don't know if there's a correlation, but <laughs> there's a causation. Yeah, I saw a U-Haul study that Tennessee had the most immigrants of any other state. So. I believe that. Yeah, I mean, you hear that. And I think Knoxville even was voted like seventh in the nation of best places to, to move check, really? fact check me on that, <laughs> fact but check that. fact check that. But, um, it, it was ranked top 10, uh, places yeah. to relocate. And that's based on, you know, uh, a lot of migration trends, but it's based on, you know, cost of living, you know, yeah. climate housing prices, but housing's getting out of hand. <laughs> it, is. it is out of hand. As someone who's trying to buy, I can <laughs> very much hand. attest to yes, that. It is. But the pandemic has really forced agents to move more towards digital resources and towards Zoom. What was your experience with that transition? Did you and your team have any issues with that? Was it smooth? I don't know if smooth is the adjective <laughs> that I would use. I would think that it was reactionary. Yeah. Um, you know, I mean, we we have always we've always tried to kind of grasp on to the trends of, of what's cool and new and all that stuff. And vi- luckily for us, there were a lot of applications for videoing and, and like virtual tours and stuff like that, like flow plan. And, you know, I won't do too many plugs here, but like, <laughs> you know, there, there were some, some, some systems out there that kind of already filled that gap, yeah. you know, and like virtual floor plans became really big when people weren't allowed to tour houses. You know, there was a period there where, we couldn't really show houses and then they declared us, you know, uh, necessary workers or something like that. And, you know, there was a point in which if you didn't have a 3d rendering of your floor plan, you weren't able to sell your house, you know, it was a short window, but you know, that's when you really are happy that you grasp onto that technology. I was probably a late adopter, but I will tell you that, um, you know, video has been, incredibly important. I mean, you look on the MLS now and the second picture of almost everything is a video walkthrough of, of a house now. Yeah. So that's, that's definitely big, you know, with all these out of state buyers, you know, as you know, being a buyer right now, you don't have time to go and look at a house like a California doesn't have a, a Californian doesn't have a chance to go and, and view a house, you know, before they make an offer, if they find something that fits all their criteria. So, I mean, that lends it to, to, to be that we have to walk through and, you know, FaceTime or, or whatever, whatever platform they want to be on and, and do a lot of video tours. So that's, uh, that's a big shift. Yeah. Um, that's such a good point. I mean, 
I live in the same city as the house I'm buying. And if I don't get there that day, then it's gone. There's, it's gone. Yeah. So, I mean, and that, and that, you know, and, it, and it's, it's terrifying for us being the agents because they're putting a lot of trust in us that we're not selling them something that they don't want or selling yeah. them something that doesn't match, or maybe we missed a structural issue or something like that. So they're putting a lot of trust in us. <laughs> yeah. um, I'm gray and I'm only 22 <laughs> years old. Yeah, right. Right. Know? But in all seriousness, like I, I think the video thing is here to stay. Yeah. I don't see anyone going back to, you know, archaic technologies. Um, yeah. But I think, I think the virtual floor plans are, are, it's kind of like the cost of not having them now. Yeah. Um, and with video, it's another, it's another cost of not doing it. So I think, I think those two trends are staying. Yeah. I was out of town and my realtor had sent me a house and I was like, oh, this looks great. I can't go look at it. So I sent my realtor and my mom. <laughs> I was like, I'm going to regret this. It's, <laughs> Leaving it's terrifying. a decision like that up to my mom, you know, and FaceTime. But of course it was pending before we even got there. Yeah. That's pretty normal. Yeah. So would you have ever thought that this boom in the housing market would come during a pandemic? I mean, beyond the obvious, what other surprises have you experienced in 2019, 2020, beginning of 2021? I could, I, I, I don't have any idea. I mean, we've talked about this in office meetings recently is about, about how, you know, how, how could a market be so good with so much uncertainty, <laughs> yeah. you know? Yeah. Um, that's like the ongoing theme is like, how, how can it be good? How it, you know, like on paper, this should not be good. Like everyone's yeah. bound in their house, which, you know, was another thing that of, of how the pandemic, you know, you, you asked me the question of how did the pandemic affect housing? Right. I think right. a lot of people realize they hated their house once they spent a bunch of time <laughs> yeah, in it. Yeah, I think you're you know right. What I mean? Yeah. Um, but, you know, I, I could have never predicted that. I mean, like, and, and like I said, was one the product of the other? Right. And, you know, I, I can't, I, I can't imagine that a pandemic causes a real estate boom. Yeah. That just doesn't make sense to me. But it has. Here we are. <laughs> You know, it's thank God they kept us as essential workers. So many people are affected by real estate. You know, I had read something that 75 or 80% of all the money that transacts in the world is a real estate based transaction. Wow. So that's like, you know, you got to think it's construction of these multi billion dollar, million dollar complexes. It's you paying your rent, it's yeah. your rent payment, it's insurance payment. What we're doing right now, you know, you work for CRS, I sell real estate. We'd both be out of business if yeah. we just shut down for a year, yeah. you know? So uh, just in that world, in that vein, I just feel like so much is tied to real estate and they they really, you know, had to keep it going to keep the economy going. Yeah. Was that your question? Hopefully I answered it. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Was there anything <laughs> really surprising aside from how well the market's doing? I, I was surprised at, at how well, and, and I will give a shout out to my cohorts here is like, you know, this was a pretty quick, drastic change. Yeah. And I will tell you that it's really impressive how real estate agents and brokers adapted and did the things that we needed to do so quickly because nothing changes quickly ever. It, it doesn't seem like, and especially in the world of, in the world of real estate, you know, everything is a slow turn and this was not this, we didn't have time to think and, and to, go out and search for other technologies. It was like, you're given this, you do as best as you can with what you have. So I have to give a shout out to to the realtors and and also the the clients for accepting 
that, you know, everything is uncertain right now. You know, you may be able to show your house, but tomorrow, if rate, if, if COVID numbers go up, you, we may be dead in the water. Yeah. You know, every day we woke up and we were like, are we working today? Or are we not working today? You <laughs> yeah. know what I mean? So that, that, that bit of uncertainty was just, was, was terrifying. Um, but I will say that the, the, the rate of agents and clients adapting to the new normal was probably the biggest, um, biggest mind blower for me. Yeah. I would say the whole industry has adapted very well. Very quickly. Yeah. I mean, and it was quickly. exactly a year from, isn't that about right? Yeah, about we're a year like ago? on the one year mark. On the one year mark. So, I mean, you know, that, that, that's, that's a lot of change in one year. Of the changes that have happened, you mentioned that video is here to stay. What are some other things that you think are going to stay and some things that are going to change once we're hopefully see the light at the end of the tunnel? Yeah, I mean, I think that the video is going to stay. I think uh, 3D floor plans, um, you know, I think the as a result of the market, the speed in which we have to transact may be here to stay. You know, it used to be that you had you know, 24, 48 hours to respond to offers and, you know, everything's just been expedited. Like, uh, you know, of recent time, it feels like everything's just in fast forward. I hope that doesn't stay forever because it's running us ragged. It's really stressful. It is very stressful. <laughs> um, but, you know, I, I, other than that, I mean, I hope the market is here to stay. Yeah. I mean, I can't imagine, you know, you had asked me before the podcast, like, is it, are we going to, is the bubble going to pop? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I hope for my career it doesn't, but I can't imagine that it goes on like this forever. Yeah. Um, but I've, you know, I've heard, I've heard promising things about this area. You know, we got a lot of industry moving here. We get the Amazon center. We got, you know, all sorts of cool stuff happening that's bringing people here. So, yeah. um, you know, hopefully they're here to stay. So tell us how you use the MLS tax suite and property tax data and your day-to-day. What are your favorite? I thought you'd never ask. Tricks. (laughs) Um, I must say that you didn't have to search very hard to find an advocate for CRS tax suite. I use it as more or less my gospel when I'm teaching. If you have a new agent in there, it's it's the holder of all the pertinent information for us to write deals, to Mm -hmm. for us to complete a purchase and sale agreement. Everything is there on the front page of the tax card that you need in order to to fill in your contract. Primarily, that's how you do it. It's nice to see like, you know, the chain of owners because some people are no well, most people are nosy and they want to <laughs> know who owned the house and who lived there before that. And, you know, so it's pretty yeah. cool. I mean, it it goes back, I don't know how far it goes back, but you know, it goes back pretty far. An old mm-hmm. an old house, it'll it may go back to, you know, at least the seventies or sixties. Yeah. The data's um, there. The we'll data's there. Um, you know, it's it's pretty cool that that you can kind of tell the story of the house and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, another great feature of of the CRS system, you know, right now, because there's so much transacting going on, a lot of people are selling their own house and not putting it on MLS. Mm -hmm. That is still relevant data for us to price out a house. You can't throw out for sale by owners because it's still, you know, an on kind of on market sale or sold that has to be taken into account when you price out a house. There's no real database for FISBOs for sale by owners. Yeah. That's a great one. I mean, that, that right there, you may have a neighborhood where, you know, uh, the neighborhood that we're in right now is a perfect example. So much transacts by just a neighbor mentioning, hey, we're going to sell our house. Right. And they just do it. And, you know, and and it goes through an attorney and a title company and all that stuff. And, you know, we'd never see that. 
that's happening a ton right now. And that is pertinent data to our pricing. Yeah. So I think that, you know, the, the, the transaction, um, layers is super cool where you can pull three months, six months, 12 months, 24 months, mm-hmm. you know, sometimes, you know, in, in anomaly properties, the ones that don't fit into a track built neighborhood, you have to go back 24 months mm-hmm. in order to, you know, find that kind of data or 12 months or something like that. Not everything is in that three month window. Yeah. You know, it's really cool to be able to pull back all of the past sales so you can maybe come up with the trend. Yeah, that a bunch of users don't know that when they pull comps, it includes on-market listings and off-market listings. That's huge. So, yeah, that data is really important. It's very it's very pertinent. Yeah. Of course, I use uh, the FEMA flood o- uh, mm-hmm. overlay when you're yeah. kind of looking at property. It's a quick little, you know, snippet of, hey, does the, is the property wet? Is it not wet? And we kind of think this side of the property may be, you know, in flood zone. Right. Super easy. One yeah. click. Is it on there? Is it under FEMA? No. Great. And and also at the bottom of the tax card, it says yeah. if it's a if it's flood zone or not. So, you know, the the integration there is just awesome. Good. And I was I was telling you guys the story about um just just a few while well, I was quarantined. Um, I had one of my builders going out and looking at a piece of property, and I told you know he he called me and he was like, hey man, we're looking for this you know spot on the property. Yeah. And I was able to get on the the and you know find find the actual map use yeah. the measure tool go from the property line to whatever we were looking for and i was like yeah man it was you know 45 feet and he walked 45 feet and found it at 47 feet so <laughs> i mean uh, it, it was pretty awesome yeah um you know and that kind of stuff it's just neat to have all of that information you've got an advocate right here i'm um, glad to hear you use all those tools because i think a bunch of users don't even know that they're in the product and at the beginning of quarantine we were creating some webinars to help real estate agents you know how can they do this virtually and we were trying to share that measure tool so i'm very happy to know that you know it exists oh it yeah i mean and i think the more i always tell people when you know if they're new or they're unfamiliar with it like you're not going to mess anything up. No, yeah. Like that. It's, Get in there and play. It's you know it's static information. You <laughs> yeah. know what I mean. So like go in there and and you know push all the buttons. Yeah. You know see what they do and um and so we always kind of you know we we will have a class or we'll mm-hmm. have something where you know we'll sit down with new agents and just say like sit here and just play with it and if you can't figure it out we'll back you back out. And then I'll do my best to explain it. And I'm not going to tell you that I know everything about CRS. <laughs> I can't teach your classes, um, but I can do the lead in for you. We love that. Yeah. We love that. And I'll be happy to prep. I'll be happy to prep the the, the class. For right. You. We've always said that we hope we design a product that you don't need the help button. You know, the users. It's very self explanatory. But uh, I can so I can tell you that I've never. I don't think I've ever used the help button. Really? Yeah. But so, it's there if you need it. But it's an awesome product, and, and I, I don't know how I would do it without the CRS tax suite, to be honest with you. To be totally honest yeah. with you. They're not paying me, by the way. <laughs> um, but to be totally honest with you, like I, I I don't know where we would get that information. If we yeah. had to go to the courthouse every time to, yeah. to actually physically go or get on the courthouse portal in order to get PIN numbers and stuff. It doesn't I, make sense. doesn't make sense. Yeah. It's just like a perfect aggregator of all the pertinent information. Yeah. Which you guys did a great job with that. (laughs) Well, thank you. We're glad you like it. Absolutely. Changing subjects. Do you have any wisdom for agents that are just starting out? (laughs) (laughs) Don't do it. Run away. Find another job, please. Turn back now. Yeah. Go study whatever you majored in. Oh, Lord. I I don't. 
it would be so incredibly hard to start right now. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I started in the opposite of this where we, you know, you couldn't sell a house, you could get a listing, but you couldn't sell a house. Yeah. Now, you know, you get, you, you, if you're so fortunate to get a listing, um, awesome. But if you have a buyer that does not necessarily translate into a deal for you, because you could go and show yeah. them 50 houses and lose out on 50 houses right now. I mean, it, it is, it is just the wildest thing ever. Yeah. Um, you know, my advice to a new agent is to associate with somebody who can help you, you know, a good broker, get on a team, you know, whatever, whatever direction that is for you, everyone works differently. Um, you know, I don't necessarily like having a boss, so I don't think I'd work well on a team. Um, but I love the, the, you know, for somebody to come in and show me how to do stuff and be, you know, helpful, but not have their thumb on me. Right. You know, but I know a lot of people who come from a traditional nine to five job and they come into real estate and they almost need somebody to be like, show up, you know, <laughs> yeah. like, like I'm a self-starter, you yeah. know what I mean? Like I, I'm antsy. I'm, I, I'm like all over the place. I can't sit. I'm yeah. lucky I'm still awake right now. Cause if I <laughs> sit down, I may fall asleep. It's good for me because I wake up every morning. I have a list of stuff to do. I go and, you know, knock out the list. Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm, I'm very task oriented, not yeah. goal oriented for me. It's, you know, the self-starting point is a no brainer. I, yeah. it, it's, it kind of came natural to me, but for somebody who needs the kick in the butt, looking into a team, looking into, you know, a structure where you get somebody above you that can show you the ropes, because honestly, I don't know if you just had to wing it right now, you'd fail. Yeah. Fun stat. Stat check this, would you? <laughs> um, but right now we have roughly 5,300 active realtors in Knoxville. Yeah. And I think last I checked, there were like 1,400 listings. What? So, you know, there is there is one-fifth of a listing for every agent. Last time I heard that stat, it was like 5,300 agents, 5,300 listings. No. And no, to be fair, that was like four years ago, but uh, you wow. may have to stat check that, but yeah. it, it's, it's in the thousands of listings and, you know, we're a, we're a multiple County MLS, you know, yeah. we're, I think 17, 12 counties or something like yeah. that. I mean, it's a big MLS, you know, and of course all those agents are from all those areas, but I mean, the vast majority are Knoxville, mm -hmm. Knoxville people. So, you know, you look at Knoxville, like yesterday, um, I just pulled this zip code three, seven, nine, one, nine. And there were like 44 houses and like 40 of them were a million dollars or more, you know? So there's just not a totally ton of, accessible. Yeah. Totally. The yeah. Average buyer. Absolutely. Yes. Yeah, affordable housing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but you know, it was just, it's just mind blowing. I mean, the inventory just isn't there. Mm -hmm. There's so much competition right now. You know, hopefully I'm doing a good job of running people off of joining, but, um, <laughs> but I don't want that. I, yeah. I want, you know, it's a, it's a great industry, you know, it's not as easy mm. as people think it is, you yeah. know, I mean, I, I think you don't come into this business being cavalier and thinking like, right. you know, I'm going to in my first year go and, you know, earn myself a Porsche and, yeah. you know, and, and, cause it's just, you, you need to be realistic. I mean, my, my advice back to your question. Yeah. It's to understand that your first couple of years, you're probably not going to make any money. Yeah. You know, you, if you break even your first year, you're doing great, you know, just because there's a pretty high financial barrier of entry, right. not educational, but mm -hmm. financial, definitely your first six months, there's not a lot of, uh, income. Yeah. Um, you know, 
a lot of people have proven me wrong there. You know, I mean, I, I can tell you a bunch of agents that have hopped into the business and have done amazing, but it's normally because they're well connected. Yeah. Um, you know, their sphere is big. Um, you know, maybe they took a year and, you know, rallied all the troops around them and said, Hey, I'm going to get my license right. in a year and had people yeah. waiting, you know, but it's, it's a hard industry. I mean, Definitely. you know, it, it is not, it is not all sunshines and rainbows, you no. know, but, uh, but it's a great industry if you yeah. can stick with it. So as far as you had mentioned, you know, finding a mentor, some, a broker, did your parents help mentor you? Uh, not really. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I would, I, Yes. So my entire life, I feel like was my mentorship, right. you know, like I, I had always heard them talking about real estate by osmosis. Yeah. I mean, like, you know, I, I knew about FHA, <laughs> which I thought it was FHJ yeah. for the longest time. Cause that's how my mom says it. <laughs> um, but literally I had heard about FHJ, um, for, my whole life, yeah. you know, like, and I had no idea what it was, you know what I mean? And finally I got into it and I was like, oh, it's FHA. Oh, okay. Yeah, there we go. Um, so like, you know, they, they did a great job. Yeah. Um, but my dad being the principal broker and owner of the firm at the time when mm -hmm. I started laid down a pretty serious law. And that was, I'm not giving you business because you're going to earn it. You're not going to be, it's not going to be the coach's son mentality. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Like you're not getting my deals. You're right. not getting, you know, a bunch of handouts. You're not getting all the referrals. You're not yeah. getting all this stuff because, you know, he had a business to protect too. Oh, you know, absolutely. I mean, if he, if he got accused of feeding his son all the deals, you know, that place would empty out. Yeah. Um. So I can tell you that my mom very much kind of, you know, taught me how to handle people and, mm -hmm. you know, how to work clients and, yeah. you know, kind of how to work this, the, the business. Yeah. My dad to this day is still, he's my sounding board. He's my, like, I, I kind of run everything through him. He yeah. is a, he's a wise, he's a, he's a very wise man when it comes to this business. He doesn't, you know, we do totally different things. I mean, I do his job, which is kind of the managing of the agents. Mm -hmm. um, and I list and sell. He never listed and sold. So as far as like him giving me pro tips on like oh, really? how to sell a house, I'm yeah. like, yeah, whatever pops. You, <laughs> you've never done it before, you know, <laughs> but he's amazing with, with dispute resolution. Mm. He's amazing. You know, he's one of those people that like, you can call him and you're mad, you know, your agent did something and you are mad. Yeah. And by the end of it, they're like, I love you, Rich. Like, let's go grab a beer. <laughs> I need you know? Rich in my life. <laughs> Everybody needs Rich in their life. Yeah. Chili Nelson. You know, and he he he's amazing at that. So yes, both of my parents were were great mentors, but not probably from the beginning. Yeah. Um, it has been a very gradual thing um through my life. And now at this stage, it's like, you know, what do we do next? And, mm -hmm. you know, what should I do with this? And, you know, and, and my dad is, is very instrumental in that. And, you know, my mom's always been there to, to be the pat on my back. Yeah. Um, but I never really mentored under agents. Um, you know, I ha I was lucky enough to have agents as family, but, yeah. um, but that's a great, you know, a lot of, a lot of companies use your first year to do a mentorship, which mm -hmm. to me, in my opinion, worth two cents every agent should spend their first year in mentorship yeah. you know i mean you look at appraisers you look at home inspectors you look at pretty much every other trade that's associated with us and they spend a year or two or three i mean even electricians have yeah. like journeymanship or apprenticeships where they 
you know, learn under somebody for a year or two or five years. Yeah. You know, two things that I think that would do. One would be it would probably increase the professionalism where you don't have all these, you know, yahoos that just got your their real estate license that, you know, <laughs> only want the money right. and they don't understand it's a people business. Yeah. You know, it would probably eliminate a lot of that. It'd probably scrub a lot of, you know, the the people who don't show up. You know, it would probably do a lot of it would do a lot of good. And then it would, you know, add to the to the intelligence base or the knowledge base of these agents who, you know, if you spend a year under somebody, um, you know, you're going to learn, you're going to learn. You have to. Yeah. I mean, there's no there's no other thing to do. And they're going to push you to be better. Yeah. Um, you know, so I, I personally think that's something that should happen. But, yeah, you know, you have 5000 other people that probably disagree <laughs> with me. So. Um, of course, but yeah, yeah, I think, I think mentorship is a big, big piece of this thing. Okay. So you've given us a lot of information and anecdotes. Is there anything else that you want to hit on or discuss before we wrap up? I will tell you that your product is second to none. I mean, I know no other product like yours. It is a perfect, uh, integration into our MLS. Mm -hmm. You come up and, you know, when you have an MLS, say a listing comes up, you know, to be able to access the tab straight from the MLS listing that links perfectly to the listing and you don't have to search on on the CRS actual tab on the MLS. I mean, the, the integration is just awesome. The, the tools are fantastic. I, I truly don't know how I could, you know, function without the <laughs> CRS in all seriousness, like no joke. Yeah. Um, so I, I would encourage anyone if they haven't used it, I don't know where you've been getting your information, um, but if you haven't used it, yeah. to use it, and uh, and I would advocate for it if you're taking it to other MLSs. You know, you yeah. got you got my number. You know, Absolutely. give me a, give me a, give me. A we call. need a testimonial. If we need a testimonial. I'm your Huckleberry. Um, one other thing I wanted to mention: we like to share like tips and tricks with users, and during training, this one has been really popular. So I'm curious what you would think about it. We recently updated our prospecting section, and through the prospecting section, we have a bunch of different filters, um, and one is ownership duration, and then another is mortgage age, and we've been telling realtors, you know, turn those filters on, set them to 15 to 20 years. It'll populate a list that you can then export and send labels to, and that's a big list of potential sellers that might not even know that they want to sell their house, and I wonder if that would be useful to you totally. and your team. <laughs> totally. I Good. mean, I think I think that that would be. I mean, you know, they say average life cycle in a house is five to seven years. Yeah. You know, baby boomers. They're now saying that they're staying in their houses a little longer because you know the uh, cost of upgrading has 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 become larger now with this yeah. market. So yeah, I mean, if you could set if you could like set a parameter of everybody who bought a house five to seven years ago. That's killer. Yeah. I mean, that I, I would absolutely use that. Good. Or Good. I, let me rephrase that. I will absolutely <laughs> use that. That's better. <laughs> if you need help, I'll show you after. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's all my questions for today. Thank you so much for your time. I've really enjoyed the conversation. Thank you so much for having me. This has been Refreshingly Human. Please drop us a line at communications at crsdata.com. You can visit us on LinkedIn, Facebook, and Instagram. If you liked today's episode, feel free to share it with a friend. We welcome guest recommendations. From all of us at CRS Data's MLS Tax Suite, thanks so much for listening.